Hey, bestie. What's up, girl? Hey, does anyone ever ask you, like, oh, I heard you do a podcast. What's that witty and gritty podcast all about? Yeah, okay, so I usually spit out this robotic sentence that's, we help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful and fulfilling lives. So that's usually what I say, but I'm also monotone. Y'all know this. And so it's just like, so Farron, what does that mean? Yes. Well, my response is not as fancy, even (laughs) though I've heard you say that. Lots of times I should know by now. But essentially, I explain that we help people grow in their Christian lives. And through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life. Right. So we're book study experts, and we know how to analyze, pull apart, and take that through the Christian lens, and that's kind of what we do here. And so then sometimes people are like, yeah, your self-help books, and they might be mainstream, but we are always sure to bring it back to God and the biblical view. Right, so whether you see a secular book or something that a Christian author's written, just know that when you come here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. So that's your little bonus if you stick around through the series, which yeah. we hope you will. Yay! Here we go! This is episode 151. We're just stacking them on up there, huh? Yeah, that sounds like an even bigger number than 100. <laughs> oh, because it is. <laughs> oh, maths. We're good at them. We are actually starting a new mini-series today. How fabulous is that? I know. It's already, what, March? Yeah. Something like that. March of 2021, what happened to January and February? 2022. See? Living in the past, girl. I'm living in the past. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, So we are just coming off of our Love Languages mini-series, so if that's interesting to you at all, go on back and figure out how to appreciate people and the way they understand. Yeah. Principles to apply to people you are in a relationship with, or they apply to friendships. What's mm-hmm. up? <laughs> and even the workplace, of course. So and we thought this would be a nice little piggyback book. We can't call it a segue. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we can. We can have a good segue. Once, can we? Maybe. We might be setting the expectation too high. <laughs> But this is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, and I know a lot of business people have read this, but this is, so he wrote this book in 1936, and his company, his people, created the, in the digital age version of this. So if you have the old book, which is just How to Win Friends and Influence People, that still is good and holds up, but this is the new version that also talks about social media and cell phones and things yes i love the examples they have uh, even some of the data and research when people have made some oopsies on the internet right uh that obviously plays into what we do today and i have to say you know when i first saw this title i couldn't help but kind of feel a tinge of like that sounds manipulative Mm -hmm. but um i'll be sure if that's you Uh, I read the book anyways, and I was pleasantly surprised at how many times, too, they point out not manipulation. Right. But if you want to have an impact in the world, if you have really great things to say, if you have maybe a family member or friend that you're trying to talk off the ledge or um, help get back on their feet, but they keep making the same poor choices over (laughs) and over again... It's that kind of situation that you'd hope to be able to have a positive influence so they can make 
their own choices in the right direction. Right. And we've talked about this before on the show. You are influencing someone right now. So who is that close circle of friends? And this book also touches kind of on the atomic habits of you're either growing them or not growing them. So whether that's your peers, your kids, your friends, whoever that is, you're having some sort of influence. So don't get stuck on... I know that's a big buzzword right now. Influence. I'm an influencer. (laughs) Hashtag whatever. So. But I think too, it also, and we'll get into this in the next couple chapters, it kind of gives a mirror to yourself as far as, you know, if you kind of are like rubbing people the wrong way or Mm -hmm. people, you're trying to say one thing, but you feel like no one's really hearing you or understanding what you're trying to say, um, conveying your, and communicating better. Those are some skills that come with this book. So give it a try. Yeah. Or if you're like, man, I've got all this good advice, but no one seems to like hear it. Or my kid's not listening to me. Or my spouse is still doing whatever, whatever. Again, it's not the manipulation. We're not, we're not doing that. We're talking about other skills. And he mentions that the whole first part of the book, the her, the forward talks about why this advice still matters and this book has held up over 100 years well I guess 1910 is when he had the idea or whatever and Mm -hmm. then it came out in 36 and here we are in 2022 it's almost 100 years later and if you're looking back at man why is this book still standing the test of time if you look through it a lot of it is all biblically based and he talks about oh, there's a proverb, blah, 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 blah. He's quoting Proverbs, but in the book he's not saying, I'm quoting Proverbs from the Bible, but you can see in the footnotes it has the number and you go to the back in the appendix and it's like Proverbs 27, blah, 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 blah. Or this is taken from Matthew chapter whatever. So he's using biblical principles, but he's, it's almost like he's trying to, I like how sneaky it is because he's witnessing to people. And all kinds of business people are reading this, whether they're Christians or not. They're taking away good Christian principles, which, good on you, Dale Carnegie. Two things. I'll start with the one on topic. (laughs) 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 I think that's why we are here. Brooke and I, witty and gritty, we are taking these books and through the Christian lens because when I came across those things in the book... I couldn't help but feel that it was kind of, um, what is it, censoring it mm-hmm. to make it more appealing to a wide range of audiences. So um, this is just an example, if you will, of how we're trying to take these self, self-help self books and take them through a biblical worldview, uh, the Christian lens. Obviously, we need God. So um, to me, that was just a very apparent example of what we're trying to do for y'all right. here. You hear the, you can't help yourself because yourself sucks. So <laughs> that's why you have to rely on God. That's why we're pulling all of these out. So whenever when people are like, y'all are a self-help podcast, we're like, no, not really. It's more of we're tying everything back to the Bible because every good idea comes from God. So, But that's not a checkbox on the <laughs> Apple podcast, <laughs> yes. unfortunately. So we're t- I guess we're, what are we? We're Christian religion and then self-improvement because you have to, the more boxes you check, I guess, the more places you appear. So yes. the more people Jesus gets to, the better. Hey, on topic, <laughs> third comment. We still haven't got to the first, but we'll just leave you in suspense. So that was something else I thought about earlier when you were talking about um, getting your point across is maybe you're somebody who's like applying for a job and you're as equally, if not more qualified than other people. 
um, that you want to interview well, mm-hmm. or you g- feel as though you're getting passed up on job opportunities that you've communicated you wanted. Um, again, you can't control the boss, but you can control what you're doing. And so this might be an area that um, you've got all the knowledge and skills, but you're lacking the influence and the impact to have on others. Okay, the moment you've been waiting for. How do you feel when people say that you were born in the 1900s? In the late 1900s? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I, at first, I thought it was funny, but then the more I hear it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. We were born in the late 1900s. I feel like I've said this before, but in my head, it just was 2000, not yeah. too long ago. Yeah. No, 22 right. years. The people born in the year 2000 are... Can drain adults like out in the wild, living their lives. <laughs> Good luck out there. Independent, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and all the parents said, "Amen." <laughs> How do I influence them out of my house? <laughs> hey, there's another. The list goes on. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, some main reasons why we did want to pick this book is it's others centered. Which, again, what better example than Jesus to be others centered? It's it talks about some having some genuine community. All these principles are biblically based. Uh, it helps you with the sanctification process and then those soft skills like you were talking about, Farron, because you could be qualified, if not more qualified, for whatever the job is or whatever you think. But it's those soft skills that this whole book teaches. And so sometimes <laughs> you're just going to need them. You're going to need them no matter what. And yeah. we'll talk about how we're doing that with our kids and all that jazz as we go on. I like how you mentioned, of course, Jesus and serving others, um, because some overarching ideas in this book are uh, service to others, whether that's actual acts of service. It could also be, like, listening, active listening, which right. actually means not saying much. <laughs> that doesn't mean actively building a rebuttal in your head. <laughs> no. Um, and having an interest in what they are interested in. Right. Which we'll dive into that. I don't want to that is true. Yes, preach yes, too far yes. ahead. But just a couple of examples, again, if you're kind of on the fence about, eh, that title sounds like a book on manipulation. That's not really what it's about. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you explained the title because we had our Gangster Prayer miniseries before the Love Language miniseries, and I'm glad you explained. <laughs> if you're caught on the word gangster, <laughs> then just keep listening. It, it gets better. It's fine. It, it makes sense once you start reading it. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Yeah, so one of the examples in the forward where we're talking about how he's pulling from Scripture, he's talking about uh, communication, and he, he quotes, he says, Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I thought to myself, hmm, that sounds really familiar. And then there's a little number four by it. So I looked in the back. I'm like, oh, look, Proverbs 15, 7, Luke 6, 45. All that talks about, like, whatever's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. So, back to, like, the proof. If you get your own copy of the book, you can see where he's pulling all this information from. And a lot of it is from the Bible. Yeah. Um, so, you mentioned earlier, too, that these are soft skills. And so, I remember hard, hard skills and soft skills mm-hmm. as an educator. And right. that we knew that we needed to teach students more soft skills. And that was going to look like um, more group work and collaboration and giving students different chances to lead in those situations but man I remember back in my day (laughs) late 1900s person in the late 1900s (laughs) if there was a group project you knew what that meant one person sat there and did the whole thing me was it you 
I worked pretty collaboratively, Farron. Well, apparently, <laughs> I didn't have the soft skills. There was always the guy that didn't do the things. <sighs> and then I was like, give me that paper where we rank each other. I give this person four. <laughs> yes. Got fourth place. Group Here's projects. <laughs> Those have, have evolved. So I guess it was me. I guess I was the person who also did. I don't know. I feel like I... It depends on your group, too. Because yeah. if you're like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to have to do all this by myself. Yes. But Well, some things you find on the internet will tell you <laughs> that they can't be taught some people just have soft skills and some people don't. But False. we are here to tell you one growth mindset. Sure, we can. <laughs> we'll quantum Zeno those soft skills. That's right, we will. A little repetition. <laughs> Never hurt anybody. Or did it? 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Side note 80s. That's yeah. the conditioning drill we did in college where you ran the width of the field over and, and over. And you added again. one a week. So by the end of the season, you're running so many 80s. Too many. Why are they called 80s? They should be hundreds. I think thousands. it's like, yeah, isn't it like the width of the field? I don't know. The maximum width of the field. Because you can have different sizes of soccer fields. It, it needs to be a minimum or a maximum of X by X. So our field happened to be one of the bigger ones, which is fine because then home games were awesome because we were used to running the whole field. I think we've established that I can't do math this <laughs> night. Maybe tomorrow night, but not this night. So I'm going to just agree with all those numbers he said. <laughs> but good news, if you have read or had the mind belief that you cannot learn soft skills, you, congratulations, are wrong. <laughs> and we are here to guide you. Perfect. Okay, so let's explain how the book is kind of broken down before we jump into it. So there are part one, two, three, four... Four parts, and there are multiple chapters within each part. So we might be like, this is part one, chapter one. But if you look at part two, there's also a chapter one. So it's just depends on the section you're in. I know that people love when we're like, part one, chapter two. <laughs> and then I, I attempt part <laughs> to read the title. And it's great. Yep. I think it is great. So part one of this whole book, How to Win Friends and then Influence People in the Digital Age. Oh my. We're going to have to come up with an, an abbreviation. What are the... <laughs> H-T-W-F. W-F sounds suspicious. So we're not going to do that. So part one is the essentials of engagement. That's almost like the rules of engagement. So yeah, don't get confused. Just the basic. If you leave with nothing else, leave with part one. And in part one, chapter one is bury your Boomerangs. Bury as in you put them under the ground. You bury them. Well, and are you going to bedazzle your boomerang <laughs> with berries? I was thinking like berry as like strawberry, blueberry. I can't hear the difference. I'm going to get my... No, I say berry and berry. Oh, it's the same. Berry. Like, what do you say? <laughs> berry? Burry. Berry? Berry. Berry. Berry your boomerangs. Burry? And for those of you who don't know what a boomerang <laughs> is, I feel like this. Like the youngins don't know... What a boomerang is. Uh, what cartoon? Or who had a boomerang? Rescuers Down Under. That's right. Mm-hmm. Down Under. Well, Disney Plus is helping with that. Yes, So that's true. maybe they do, in fact, Everybody's know homework. what a boomerang is. <laughs> yes, boomerang, in fact, you throw it, and it comes back at you. So think Frisbee, but it returns. Frisbee by yourself. Solo <laughs> Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so burying your boomerangs, that means whatever you're going to say, it's going to come back. So and possibly hurt you. <laughs> yes. So don't play with damage. it. Just bury it in <laughs> the backyard. <laughs> uh, so this whole chapter is about how your words matter and 
We have episode 142, which is the love languages, words of affirmation. So if you're wanting to dive into an entire podcast episode just about how to use words, go to 142 and then come on back. Yes. You know, an overarching theme on the podcast is this idea of you don't get to choose to not grow, like, to not do nothing. Right. How is that? Not like do it. nothing. I ain't gonna do nothing. Because <laughs> you're either <laughs> growing or not growing. There's no neutral ground. And so here again in this book, we have that your communication is either going to tear others down or build somebody up. I think maybe being, but you can communicate a lot of ways. I was going to say, maybe if you just sit there and say nothing, that actually happened. Um, My daughter was in the lunch line. Excuse me. You're getting that after hours voice. (laughs) Your voice is so sexy, Farron. Who is the guest speaker on Witty and Gritty? It's me. (laughs) It's after hours, (laughs) Farron. No, my daughter was in line, and this boy uh, said to her friend, said, why do you talk like a first grader? And then she explained, my daughter explained to me that the girl's in speech. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's awful. What'd she say? And she's like, well, she didn't really say anything. And I was like, well, what did you say? And she's like, nothing. And so we had this whole talk on, like, I don't necessarily want you to get in a fight. You don't retaliate by calling him a name. But standing up for your friend, saying, why do you say that? That, w- that was really rude. Not, you are really rude. If mm-hmm. he gleans that, great. <laughs> <laughs> what you said was really rude. Um, and I feel Soft like that's... Skill. Yeah. And she's like, well, I, don't, I didn't want to say anything to him. And so then I was like, well, you didn't say anything to your friend either? Like, I don't think you talk like a first grader, or are you okay? Mm-hmm. And she's like well, I didn't have time in line. And I was like, so you didn't see her at the lunch table? And she's like, Mom. And I was like, recess? Mom. Um, and I was like, not even in the classroom? <laughs> you saw her never again? And I said, I'm not telling you this to, like, make you feel bad. We right. can't go do anything about it, but you're going to come across these situations again. And then I hit her with the last thing. I said, sometimes if you don't say anything, your friend is going to think that you agree with him. Yeah, you don't have their back. You're... So, not saying anything isn't, you know, helping the situation or building your friend back up. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. That's hard because especially if you've never been in that situation or if you're caught off guard or you haven't had that practice. Mm -hmm. So, now you can take that lesson and now you can teach the younger two, hey, when this someone, someone's going to say something rude and that's when you can stand up and say, hey, that was an ugly thing to say. Yeah. And you don't, it's one of those, like, you, you can get caught off guard, you don't know what to say, or you're rushed, or mm-hmm. we got to move the line, go, go, go. And you're like, oh, man, I need to circle back. So then how do we teach the skill of circling back? Like, hey, that kid said that, but I don't think that's true, and you don't have to believe that. Mm-hmm. And it was also, I've started laying a foundation because I'm just dreading middle school. Mm. But I was like, you know what? Kids are going to say awful things to you, too. <laughs> And I said, what if he was like, you're a barf bag? And she just started, like, <laughs> dying laughing. And I said, do you really think that you're a barf bag? And she was like, no. I'm a <laughs> and, human being. And I said, but something about it, it hurts when you hear one of your peers or friends say it. And so we just started laying that foundation of just because someone says something ugly to you does not mean it's true. Right. Um so that's just a bonus. That was yeah. in chapter one about great. boomerangs. But. <laughs> that boy had a boomerang, and now we know. So don't do that, everybody. Yeah. 
so in the book it says we communicate towards tearing others down or toward building others up and he follows that up with don't criticize condemn or complain so have you, everybody knows him that person <laughs> who has something to say about everything and it's never positive just like my goodness we call them negative nancy's debbie downers you know who they are mm-hmm. and it's so hard to be around that type of person but then that's also a good gut check of, are you, are you that person? I know there was a time, um, it was a few years ago, where I was just not in a good place, and I did not like who I was becoming. And I would say out loud, like, oh my goodness, I am catching myself saying things and becoming this person, and I do not like it. So I had to really work on capturing thoughts and watching my mouth. Yeah, hearing you describe that person, and if it's you, we're here. Hey, keep reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If it's not good, it's not over yet, right? Um, But this line from the text where it says, Many are accustomed to holding a sword called the First Amendment, Mm -hmm. right? So they don't want to censor their speech because, you know, free speech. But then it says they have that in one hand and a shield called the Fifth in the other hand. Yeah. So then when somebody does, when that boomerang does come back, then all of a sudden it's radio silence. Right. Um, Or leading the fifth like didn't like denial as well so yeah yeah and this this whole part talked about this is where they incorporated the digital age of just that one complaint you make on facebook that's got people don't realize <laughs> if you're in a group like if you worked for some corporation or whatever if you worked let's just say you worked for target and there's like a target group your boss is in the group you might not know what name they're under, but they see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that from a lot of leaders that they're like, do they not think that I see this or how many people like, I'm not even looking for it, but that people will screenshot it or save it mm-hmm. and send it to them. Yeah. So that's something too. We've had to talk about cause they get Chromebooks and, you know, mm-hmm. emails and brave behind a screen. I've told her a thousand million times. Not that I think she's doing anything, but if you delete it, it ain't gone. Right. I'm going to use ain't at least five more times tonight. You should. (laughs) It's a good Um, word. And he goes on to say that influence is always at stake. So not only are you always influencing someone, whether you want to or not, but your influence, um, your persona, what people think of you, uh, your character there. Oh, gosh. Your character (laughs) is always... At stake, too. Now, yeah. as a recovering perfectionist, <laughs> we also need lots of grace, not just from God, but from each other. For sure. Um, but I think it's just, again, a sell on why this book matters. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, I really like in this chapter where he talks about Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. and the part where they could have won at the river and you go, they go into all the historic details and he writes an angry letter to his general and then he doesn't send it, and that letter's not found until years later. And they realize, oh, this is a do not send letter. And we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast about how you are fired up. You want to say something. You want to confront that person. That's me. Not you, Farron. <laughs> nope. But uh, I'll uh, go to the grave with it. There have been many times where I've written Morgan a do not send letter or a boss or whomever I've written a do not send letter. And then even just... One hour later, rereading it, I'm like, wow, this is a lie from Satan. I'm going to capture that thought. Or just rereading it and seeing all of the lies that Satan is trying to throw at you. 
and then combating those immediately will with I know Morgan's heart and he would never like intentionally hurt me because that's a terrible thing to do and is Morgan a terrible person no he's amazing so no and then I end up shredding the letter and throwing it away but writing a do not send letter I know has helped me whenever I've needed to vent or somehow that do not send letter starts turning into by the time I get to the bottom like I it's prayer I'm like prayer journaling towards the end so yeah I think that's the problem is um the written letter is a good way to vent but people are venting on platforms that you can't take it back Right. Which is the whole premise of this uh, chapter, right? So if you make these critical comments, whether in person or on a social media platform, um, not only could you offend people and then their thoughts and feelings boomerang back, but I like how it pointed out, too, that if you criticize somebody for that, you know they're watching for you to make that same Mm -hmm. mistake. And when you do... They sure will call you out and have zero grace. Maybe they'll be more forgiving. But me, I. <laughs> or they'll I'm, at least think it. I'm going to, yeah, not act. I just think these <laughs> things. <laughs> but yeah, so just that whole idea of um, judging people the way that you would want to be judged, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, um, I wrote down, if you wouldn't say it mic'd up, don't say it. Ooh. You know, the... There are times where I'm like, oh my goodness, or especially lately, someone is talking into a hot mic and they say something and you're like, wow, you are a big leader and you just had a whoopsie. You know, at least make sure you're not in front of a microphone because it may or may not be on. Yeah. Yikes. And some people might be hearing all this and be thinking that like, what, so I can't ever voice my opinion? No. That's not what we are saying. Um, more of that's going to come throughout the book, but just to get you started, that the most widely respected people are those who are clear in their viewpoints. So sometimes we add on some extra thoughts and or feelings, uh-huh. and then those are the ones that people really construe. Um, but so they're clear in their viewpoints while remaining compassionate with those that they might disagree with. Right. So compassionate doesn't mean you have to agree with the person but think of it as like I'm gonna respect your opinion even though I don't agree with it and here is my stance on the issue right there's a part in later on in this chapter where it talks about um, we're supposed to encourage each other instead and we'll talk about that in another chapter but I wrote down multiple verses here so I'm just going to read them off to you and I'll link I'll just put the verses in the show notes because I don't have all the verses in front of me but Hebrews 10 24 James 4 11 Ephesians 4 29 James 1 26 and Psalm 141 3 I mean just in this page like on page 10 and 11 he's got a few bullet points and all of them are tied back to scripture so there's that just about we're supposed to encourage each other and stir one another up and don't speak against your brother um just things like that. So, Well, and I turned the page, and there was also the one that, again, in the book it says, ancient Jewish proverb. <laughs> but it says, for in the way you judge, you will be judged, and by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. So that's back to... Also in the Bible. Yeah. So lots of scripture here, which is really great. So he does end with these couple sentences and I can't summarize it any better than how he wrote it. Ooh, the voice is coming back (laughs) just in time for this quote. It says, if I am the problem with the world and you are too, 
then we can stop worrying about who is right and get on with the work of making our world better. Bury your boomerangs and your words will forge a much quicker path to progress. I like it. Wow, okay, so that was chapter one. Part, chapter one of part one of Bury Your Boomerangs. So watch your mouth. <laughs> Sum it up, watch your mouth. So we're, we're really good at segues. <laughs> and sound effects, right. Yes, so that's the end of our episode. But if you find yourself wanting more, and who could blame you? Brooke, <laughs> tell them where they can find us we, Monday through Friday. We have a lovely website. It's wittyandgritty.blog. You can go there. It has every mini-series ever we've done. What about the socials, Farron? Yes, we are on Instagram and Facebook primarily, but we yeah. do also have um, a Pinterest account, so be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform. Yeah. Oh, also, fun fact, we release episodes every Wednesday, so you can count on us. Be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to go and find it every week. Yeah, it'll just automatically do the magic m- computery thingy. Thank you, technology. Go Thank you. technologies and uh, Instagrams. Yes. All right, we'll catch you next week, guys. Bye.